You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone, welcome to the latest episode of the Scottish Football Show right here on SM Media. I'm Scott McPike, it's an absolute pleasure to be your host as always. We've none of the usual crew this week, they're all off on nights out slash drinking sessions, so we'd like to bring in a couple of substitutes, but they're two of the best substitutes in the business. We'll start off with the Kilmarnock legend, boy could they be doing with him now, Stevie Murray. Stevie, it's a pleasure to welcome you back onto the show, thanks very much for joining us. No worries, thanks for having us on. It's an absolute pleasure. We are also joined by, I would like to welcome his first appearance to the show, Lewis Walker. Lewis, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you. Cheers, Scott. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, looking forward to it. Brilliant. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you both on. It's been another busy week as always. There's a lot happening. We'll start off with, obviously, talking about the situation that happened during the week that leads us on to our first result. Jack Ross has gone for Hibs. Obviously, Wednesday night, their defeat to Livingston was the kind of end of the road for Jack Ross at Hibs. Stevie, were you surprised when you heard that Jack Ross was gone? I was very surprised, to be honest with you. I thought, to me, it looked like he was building something there. Um, I don't think he's been there a very, very long time, but it, he seemed to have the nucleus of a decent team. But I, I kind of see, you've seen the same thing with Hibs over the last few years. They're very inconsistent. They can be world beaters one week. And then, as you say there, getting beat off of Livingston, who ended a, a terrible run they were on. And, um, there's a few other poor results as well before and obviously getting to a cup final and then still getting sacked it's, I, I think it's very harsh I like Jack Ross I like I like the way he, he, he plays football I like the way he gets his teams to play and I think it's I, I don't think it's a very thought out decision I think it's a reaction decision to be honest with you Lewis what was your thoughts when you heard Jack Ross was going especially as Stevie says a cup final next weekend obviously it's going to be a, an interesting few days for Hibs well, not exactly the best of preparations, is it, for ahead of a cup final and the mood in the camp? I mean, it's just it's football in a nutshell, isn't it? It's the highs and lows. I mean, the result against Rangers was they were outstanding at Hamden. Like they went, they had a game plan. They've won the game three one, but it's a results based business. You look, it's one night, one one and nine for Hibs, I believe. Uh, but I think it was a shock to me as much as anyone. Like Jack Rossi's. I think it was they led Hibs to their first third place finish in 15 years last uh, season. Uh, I think a lot of the Hibs fans they'll be shocked as well. Uh, and David Gray, he's get he's going to have to try and galvanise that team, try and get them up for a cup final. And obviously, we'll get into it later on the result yesterday. But it's so soon to a cup final to to sack the manager. It's a, it's a tricky one. But I don't know if Hibs have got a, a plan in place. You'd think. If they did, when they sacked Ross, they would have a man to come in straight away and maybe take them for the cup final. But at the same time, you can look at it. If he was to go and win that cup final, they, they can't. I mean, surely they wouldn't be able to sack him after that. It would be a bit of a scalp to go and beat Celtic, especially in a game of that magnitude. But aye, it, was a, it was a real shock when I heard that news. So we'll see what happens next for Hibs. Stevie, the, the kind of thing you would think about is obviously with Hibs. They beat Rangers in the cup. They were outstanding that day, but league form has been a worry, particularly how good they start. You've now got a league game on Tuesday where I think they're, I think they're away at St. Johnson. I might be wrong in that. If they go into that without a manager, then 
if a new manager comes in between then, his first game's going to be a cup final. That would worry a bit. Or do they just go with David Gray until, until the cup final? But then here's another wee thing. If David Gray wins that cup final, what position is he in? Uh, it's, it's all ifs and buts, isn't it? It's sliding doors. I think it depends what kind of um, applicants he get for the job. But at the same time, obviously, David Gray's won the cup, won the Scottish Cup with him as a player and he's a bit of a legend to the supporters. So I would imagine if he if he went on and, and, and did beat Celtic in the cup, that he'd be a hot favourite for the job. It's, it's kind of similar to that kind of Man United interim manager stuff, isn't yeah. it? Because they're talking about they're waiting to the summer for um, Pochettino and but if Ranić comes in and does well, you're going to put him out the door. And, I don't know. I think, uh, as Lewis was saying, it's a, as it's a results-based business, it seems to be managers' heads are on the block week to week. You're, you're don't, you're, you don't really deal in seating years or two years anymore. It's always kind of a quarterly basis now. You kind of get evaluated after three months of the season. And if you're not doing well, you're out the door. It's just they're, they're quite fast acting these clubs these days now. Aye. Lewis, obviously, with some of the names that have been mentioned, Alex Neal seems to be the, it was the front runner for a couple of days. It's all went kind of quiet. Which sort of manager do you think Hibs could be looking at and probably should be looking at? It's a tricky one, Scott. Um, I mean, obviously, you say Alex Neal, he's he was down at Preston, that was right. Uh, in a mix there, obviously, he did uh, brilliantly with, with Hamilton taking him up into the Premiership. Uh, in terms of Hibs, I have actually I've spoke to a few people this week. I know it's, pro- it's probably based on mainly how well he's doing down the lower leagues, but I've seen Kevin Thompson's name being mentioned. I don't know. I think it would be a bit, a bit too big a job too soon for him. But obviously, the way he's going down there, people are going to take notice of that. It's, it's the only unbeaten team left in the SBFL with Kelty at the moment. He's an ex-player. Uh, personally, I don't believe Hibs will go down that route. I think they will go down someone with a bit more experience. Uh, but if I was Hibs, would I go with him? I don't, I don't think I would. But Alex Neal, I think he will be the man you said that has went a wee bit quiet there. I think the experience of Alex Neal, he seems to be the favourite. I think that's what they will do uh, after the cup final it's going to be now. Because I know you did mention there about David Gray. If it was to go and win it, does that throw another span on the works. Uh, I think David Gray's come out and ruled, ruled it out himself. That I don't think he wants to be down that route at the moment. So I think Alex Neal is going to be the man. and He will do it. I think he'll do a steady enough, a steady enough job there. Can I get them back on track? I think Alex Neal makes the most sense. I think it's the name that doesn't seem to go away. Stevie, what about yourself? Is there any names you've heard linked to the job? And who do you think could be the, the man to go forward at Easter Road? Yeah. Uh... Honestly, it could be. I've, I heard a story through the week, right? This, this is going to be a bit off piece here, but the Aberdeen job a few years ago, um, Neil Warnock applied for that job, right? When he was kind of still doing well at Cardiff, and he had to, he had Cardiff into the Premier League and stuff. Um, it was maybe just just after that he applied for the Aberdeen job, and he didn't even get an email back to say thanks for your application. So, I mean, if people like that are getting knocked back for a job at Aberdeen. And I've no idea what kind of route Hibs are going to go down, do you know what I mean? Because they could go, as Lewis said, if Kevin Thompson's name has been mentioned, that might be an attractive 
peeling thing to them because if you look at what our clubs now, they're going down the younger manager route, aren't they? Yeah. A younger, fresher approach to it rather than the old school hair dryer, put up the house type of manager. They're wanting more of a measured approach. And I mean, if it's a young guy, he does well in an interview. You, I mean, you'll even see it up at Dundee United with Tam Courts getting that job as yeah. well. It's, there's a lot of younger managers and the club, clubs seem to go down that way. So I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they were considering Tomo. Um, but as it's a, it's a massive job. Hibs are a huge club, a huge, huge club. We've got a fantastic stadium, brilliant training ground, and everything's in place there for, for them to move forward. Obviously, yeah. it doesn't make sense to go up against the old firm because they're going to dwarf everybody else in terms of money, but the infrastructure's in place there for them to, to at least be third or fourth in that, that Premier League. Yeah, definitely. But we'll obviously, we'll, that moves on nicely to talking about the results over the weekend. We'll start at St Marin Park where St Marin drew 1-1 with Hibs. Lewis, it was David Gray's first game. A draw was probably a fair result in the end, wasn't it? Just going by the, the, the game, Campbell gave Hibs a lead. Shaughnessy got St Marin level late on. I think if you listen to both managers, I think a draw was probably probably right in the end, wasn't it? I think so. I think Hibs started quite well. A uh, couple of chances for Kevin Nisbet early on, a couple of, of headers he had. I think a boy that's maybe a wee bit short in confidence at the moment could have had Hibs maybe a couple up with a couple of chances early on, but they got their goal, Josh uh, Campbell. He's first for the club. Uh, that'll do his confidence. The world with a good, seems to be quite a promising prospect uh, in the middle of the park for them getting, getting his chance. Wonder if that'll continue with the new manager, who knows, but uh, David Gray came out and said it as well. I think they invited St Murn on. They, they seem to try and hold on to their lead instead of maybe trying to go maybe two and three in front and they were punished in the end. I mean, it was some finish with Josh Honesty, to be fair. I mean, I think that's his fifth of the season or something like that. Maybe he should be playing further up the park. Aye, definitely. But it was, aye, it was a, probably a fair result in the end. I would say St Marin probably did deserve something for their second half performance. Stevie, a classic game of two halves, you would say. Habs had the better chances in the first half and St Mirren obviously took their chance in the second. I, I would say that as well. Eh? Um, I mean, it, the, the finish for the St Mirren goal was great because Cap caught it in a half volley in the box. It was just a great instinctive finish. Um, Martin Boyle was involved obviously in the Hibs goal as well. I think when he's on song, that front line can be unstoppable, but I think Nisbet's just struggling for a wee bit of form right now. I like the boy in the middle of the part, Neil, as well. He's very yeah. tidy on all effort at boys quite a cultured left foot um, but I think looking at the conditions yesterday as well it was kind of windy pond and it, it looked it's like that famous can you do it on a Tuesday night at Stoke kind of thing and most most of the time the kind of the technical players don't really thrive in an environment like that so I think it was it turned into a bit of a scrappy affair but a draw was probably the right result yeah so I'm I... It kind of leaves Hibs in a situation and they probably need a League One as soon as, as soon as possible. They might get that on Tuesday. They actually played Dundee, not St. Johnson. But we'll touch on Ross County, who beat Dundee 3-2 at Dingwall on Saturday. Samuel with a goal. And then Ross County went 2-1 went down, two goals with McCowan. And then Charles Cook brought them in front at 3-2. It was an own goal as well. Stevie, Ross County, that's a massive win for them, obviously, to lift them off the bottom of the league. Uh, it's a huge result, a huge result. I didn't realise St. Johnson were going to be bottom of that league. I really did. It's, I, I think, obviously, starting off the season, Callum Davidson was he was getting touted for different jobs and things like that, and they just 
I can't believe how bad it's going for St Johnson. But what what a great result for Ross County. I was I was listening to an interview on the radio with Malky McKay, and he was talking about it was a they had to dig in. They, they, they get rid of a couple of players in the summer that maybe didn't have them the right characteristics for a team that he likes, and he brought in guys that are going to keep going and keep going no matter what. Great better attitude and things like that. And then he was saying uh, that they scored the winner at the the jail end where the Staggies Ultras were. And I was trying to picture Staggies Ultras. Did they walk down Dingwall Main Street in the back of horses with fire? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but but uh, I, I'm, I'm going to need to come up with a, some sort of vision of a Staggy Ultra. I don't know where that's going to be, but I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. Aye, I mean, that's... It gives Ross County a massive boost of confidence off the, the bottom of the league, league. Lewis, what do we think about Ross County? Do we think this... Because they've obviously they scored five away at Dundee, they've scored three against them at home. They could, they've definitely, there's a lot of positives to take out of season, but until now, they've never not getting the results, but that's a massive boost for them. Oh, it's a, a really big one from Scott. Uh, obviously, now off the foot of the table, that's going to give them massive confidence to players that they can potentially stay in this league. Uh, folk were saying it maybe, maybe too early to call it like a relegation six pointer as such, but. Uh, no, it's a it's a huge win. I've heard a lot of people saying Ross County and maybe no be the results haven't quite matched their performances. They've not been as bad as maybe their league position suggests. Uh, but just focusing on Ross County, but Dundee missed a power of chances in that game. Like Aye. they could have that result three two at Ross County, it could have been the other way, it could have been four three, it could have been honestly any score. Dundee United uh, Dundee, sorry, were could, there were mistakes on their own behalf for the goals as well. But it's kind of one of those ones, isn't it? Where you they, they created tons of chances, didn't they take them and just gave away too many mistakes and Ross County punished. Punished. That's, that's what happens at that level, I think. Uh, McPake said that as well. They can't afford to. He didn't want to quite criticise his team there and then. I'm pretty sure he began them a rock in the changing room for it, but uh, you get punished at that level. And it's exactly what happened. Stevie Dundee, we'll touch on them, obviously. Uh, you wouldn't say they're in a terrible position right now, but you're looking at like where their goals are coming from. McEwen, obviously, with two yesterday, he's probably been one of our standout players. But you're looking at that. You're looking at the players they've got. Jason Cummins, obviously, Lee Griffiths is the Achillean shed, and all Sheridan's injured. They've got the goal. They've got the goal scorers there to really. They, they shouldn't be sitting where they are with the, the talent they've got at their disposal. Surely. No, they shouldn't be. They're just they're just quite a bit inconsistent, Dundee. Um... I think when push comes to shove, they're going to have the goals that's going to get them out of trouble. I, th- I genuinely think they'll stay in. I think they'll either finish playoffs or just above those positions. I really do. I think um, St. Johnson are a, a terrible position to now. Um, Ross County have kind of bought themselves back a wee bit of um, respect with the result they got at the weekend there. But uh, the they're going to be in the mix, but I, I don't know. I just I think when you've got goals down at that end of the table, that's the one thing that's going to get you out of that trouble. Do you know what I mean? Even if it's four three one, you'd rather a four three one than a, than having ten men behind a ball and having getting a nut on each. You know what I mean? You need to win games in that position. So I think they will get out of it. Lewis, what do we think about Dundee? Obviously, this thing. I know we keep going back to it, but Lee Griffiths, like Sir Lee Griffiths, Jason Cummins, with they do have the players 
do they have that togetherness that's going to maybe get them out of trouble? Well, you look at maybe the likes of well, there's Lee Griffiths, Collins, big names, but players short in confidence at the moment. No. Uh, you could try, you could see with Lee Griffiths the other night uh, against Rangers when he came on, he was just, I think, just so eager to try and get a goal just because like the history between aye, trying, them. Like, trying too hard and... Aye. Oh, day, no, that night, sorry. Aye. Uh, aye, trying too hard, just kind of the history between the clubs, but as uh, Stephen said, like, I think with these kind of names, the history between and the players, I mean, Lee Griffiths, the amount of goals he scored in the top flight, if he does get enough chances, he will find the back of the net for you. If, I think when it comes to it, Dundee might just about have enough firepower and that is, again, what Stephen said. When it comes down to it, it is about getting enough goals to get you at the situation, but at the other end as well, they need to cut out the cellar the errors because it's costing them. And you've seen that yesterday. We'll move into Aberdeen's win over uh, St. Johnson. The late goal for Teddy Jenks gives them a massive win. It puts them into the top six, about, about four points clear of Hibs. Stephen, that's a massive win for Aberdeen, obviously. We, we've spoke a lot on this show with certain other people about Stephen Glass. He's kind of been hitting a miss. It's beginning to click, and it's probably beginning to click just at the right time. Aye, definitely. It's a huge one for Aberdeen, another, another massive club. Um, I think that's the third one in the bounce now, so he's starting to kind of turn around the fans up there and that big boo machine they bring out at half-time when they've not scored a goal. And honestly, you want to hear it up there. It's it's nuts. I think they obviously we passed success. and Don't get me wrong, it wasn't a million years ago, but you're talking, what, 80s? Mid to late 80s? I think there's a lot of fans that still dine out on that and expect them to be up there. But um, as long as I've known football in Scotland, Aberdeen have always been a kind of up and down club in the same league, obviously. But uh, no, it's a massive, massive win. But uh, they'll hopefully that same turn their corner because it always feels like they're one result away from a catastrophe, doesn't it? Like if they don't win a game, it's the end of the world. And oh, I don't know. Hopefully he's turned a corner now because I, I, I like the way he approaches it and I like Bruni as well, obviously. Being a Celtic man, so I want him to do me a lot well. Lewis, do we think that Aberdeen are turning a corner with that kind of result? Obviously they are, you, you can say, a few results that were a bit hit and miss, but now that, that's a big result going to St. Johnson, particularly when St. Johnson are kind of defending for their lives and scoring a late goal. It's one of those results that could just make a difference. I do. They'll take a lot of confidence to that because St. Johnson, they weren't too bad. Uh, they threw a lot at them and Aberdeen held their own. So it can, it proves they can win a different way as well. So they've been scoring a few, but you can take confidence winning in different ways, grinding out results because we know how resolute St. Johnson can be. Callum Davidson knows how to set them up as such. But I, they'll take, they'll take massive confidence from that and. I think they went on a winning run in October and then went back downhill again. But mm-hmm. Glass could be getting his ideas across now and time for his team to kind of gel. And a settled team he's got as well now. And he seems to have got them playing a bit, a bit more confidently again, I say that. Uh, a bit more freedom. They, they, they know their roles and uh, it's, a, it's a great one for them. Uh, and it keeps them moving up. I think that's... Um, Level, maybe level in points or a point outside the top four. 
Aye, I mean, they're, they're level with Motherwell in fifth, and I think the day and night are no far behind them. But again, we'll go to the other side of the, the table there and talk about St. Johnson. Obviously, we know the success St. Johnson had last year, and Callum Davidson was praised to the hill, rightfully so. But you've got to wonder about how how they sat in bottom of the league, and you look at their go- you look at their goals, they're not scoring goals, Stevie. No, they're not scoring goals, and I like I like Mikey O'Halloran too. I think he gives you he gives you something good. He gives you that option in behind, and especially with teams now play seem to play a much higher line. He should be they should be tailoring their attacks to his to suit his attributes because I think that's obviously they know his attributes, but um, he doesn't seem to be getting the rubbery green now, and he's been in and out of the team as well. He's not been playing every week, but I would say he's probably the if not one of, probably the best striker that they've got at the club. Mm-hmm. Lewis, what about St. Johnson? Do you worry for them? Well, going off the back, going off last season, you'd say how were they in this position? You wouldn't ever imagine St. Johnson being involved in the league how well a season had last year. Obviously, that was in the Cups, but the kind of confidence of winning two Cups, that's going to give you going into a, a new campaign. But I think it's early days, uh, but he's, Callum Davison certainly got a bit of a, a problem on his hands uh, trying to turn that around. But their, their level, they're only a bottom of the league on goal scored. Uh, they're not too far behind uh, Team 10. So I think I think they'll just be about okay. But obviously, worrying, worrying signs for them and the lack of goals is going to be a concern. I like big Chris Kane up front. I think he puts his yeah. cell about, uh, causes problems for any back four in the league. But I don't know, maybe he's a, a, definitely needs a bit of help up there. I could also add a, a, bit, a few more goals to his game as well. Aye, I mean, we'll touch on another team as well, obviously, at uh, Dice. Livingston picked up a massive 1-0 win away to Dundee United. That's their second one in a row that obviously takes them into ninth. Lewis, that's a massive one again for Livingston. Back-to-back wins badly needed as well because they were sitting, they looked as if they were in a bit of trouble, but now they, they look to have got a bit of breathing space between the, the bottom two and the, where they are now. I would say I was looking back one of the most it was definitely impress, most impressive standout result for a team over the weekend uh, getting up there especially after the result in midweek two in the bounds for Livingston uh, Martindale and he's seen the impact he had at first when he came in that run they went on uh, you'll feel like you can get the players to look back in that and kick on again but it's going to be it's obviously it's up and down and Teams are always going to take points off each other, but two ones on the bounce, who knows where it can take them. Uh, but again, when you look at Dundee United, that's another team that really are struggling for goals. Uh, they didn't, they put a few decent passes of play together, but Lawson seemed pretty comfortable. And uh, obviously the, the big man at the back took the, took the penalty really well, composed. Don't think he's missed one yet. I overlie with the penalty. It's a, a big, big boost of confidence. I'm obviously been a centre half. Stevie Livingston obviously a big win, but Dundee United after the start they've had, they're now beginning to hit that wee rocky patch. Ah, uh, they've went off the boil a wee bit, haven't they? Um, had a few great results early on in the season, but it just seems to be kind of petering out a wee bit for them just now. So it's a great result for Livingston. Just looking at the table, I mean, from Hibs and was it seventh? From Hibs down to twelfth, there's six points difference. So there's like a mass. There's going to be massive changes, I think, and who's going to be bottom? Maybe not week to week, but every every kind of 
three or four weeks, it could that could possibly be changing all the time. Um, so again, it's it's going to come it's going to come down to against game. Obviously, the games against the old firm they're going to count them as bonuses, but it's just going to come. I think it'll come down to games against each other. That after the split, after the split happens, that'll be huge. Be some huge games in that bottom half of the table. Yeah. The day right I think it's like a five point gap or something now between them and the bottom. I think they've got a game in hand or something, St. Johnson, but aye, that's a, that's a good wee gap to have at this point. Do you think as well, Will Livingston, they've got that advantage where they, they're the only, te- the only team in the league now with a plastic pitch? It suits them more than it suits anybody else, doesn't it? It's... Aye, well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, as you say, obviously, Livingston, we know Livingston's a difficult place to go, but the day United. You would worry, as, you, as you've said, Lewis, where's the goals coming from? Shankland's a big mess. They're top, they're top good two goal scorers at one point with their two centre-halves. Edelton will grow. Like that. It does show you like where, where are the goals coming from, but they should still have enough. They've, they've built a really good start so far this season. But two games today, two games on Sunday we'll talk about. We'll start at Tyne Castle. Rangers won 2-0 away to Hearts. Morelos Naribo with two early goals. Lewis, let's start with you. Rangers, obviously, the continuous Giovanni Van Bronckhorst unbeaten run since he started there. What do we think? What do we think of Rangers today? Were you impressed? Really impressed. Uh, they came out the, the traps quickly. They settled the, the crowd down. Obviously, a really difficult place to go. Tyne Castle for the old firm. They see that as the kind of biggest test, if you like, in the, the away fixture calendar. Uh, no, nah, I thought they were excellent, especially first half Rangers. Uh, got their goals, settled them down. But to be fair to Hearts as well, they they can fighting back. Uh, McGregor had a really good game. I think he might even get man of the match. Uh, goalkeepers were outstanding. All game, I, right? as, as you say, both goalkeepers were, were brilliant. Uh, but nah, excellent, especially Joe Arrivo is a better player in the league at the moment in current form. I don't, I don't know if. If any of you have got another opinion, but I, I think it's I think it's hard when you look at Rangers so far this season. You, you're looking for a, a players who have made a big impact. I don't think there's many that's made a bigger impact than Joe Rebo. I just think that today, just you saw he was involved in everything, and it was so far. It was just he's been leaps and bounds probably clear a lot of Rangers players this this season so far. But what impressed me as well with Rangers so the day was they're they're going really attack minded under Gerard. I felt as if it was. Let's just go. Let's just try and get a goal. That, but they were conceding too many. The first thing is, although they're sorting out the defence and sorting out that the problems they had, there was a couple of times where they obviously get caught out of the day. But it's defend first and then build for there. And at times, I thought that front three was un- unbelievable. I agile. I think that front three was unbelievable at some points today. I know it might be dwindled in the second half, but Steve, if it was your thoughts, Rangers were two 0 winners. Do you think it was as impressive as those things? hundred oh, percent. Aye, they were, they were they were very impressive. A few good individual performances. I thought Fashion Sakala was very good. Um, You're beginning to see now why he's been brought in. He's aye. he's beginning to kind of get it, isn't he? Like aye, hundred percent. And I, I think you can tell Morelos he needed a bag of ice for his bottom lap when he got took off. He was wanting to stay on. He probably felt there was more more goals in that game for him to be fair. Um, but no, they were very impressive. I think what the daunting thing for Celtic supporters would be is that. Van Bronckhurst has come in and they seem to have actually got a wee bit stronger. Like they were, they were, as you say, they were held back a wee tiny bit under a wee bit more reserved in their play under Gerard, 
Whereas now the reins have been taken off and I mean, Joe Rebo's touch for that goal was sensational. It was the, un- ball, the ball was brilliant as well. If, if that, I mean, like they're showing it and you know, like goal of the month consistently. Um, but no, it was, I got, that's another thing I noticed as well. Rebo was making the, he made about five or six of their runs and Goldson was, he was no far away from finding him as well. And I mean, that, <sighs> That sounds ridiculous, but Virgil, I mean, Virgil van Dijk does that with Salah every week in the Premier League. And if Goldson's playing himself for a move, he's probably doing it the right way. He's either playing himself for a move or he's playing himself for the best contract offer he's ever had in his life, isn't he? So it seems to be as well, since he came out, obviously he got criticism for that statement after the, the semi-final defeat, but to be fair to Goldson, he, has, he, was, he was excellent today and that's been a couple of games you maybe realise that's kind of but up the arse he needs type thing and don't know whether he, only he knows where his future lies if it's at, uh, at Rangers or if it's for a move down south but I think the Rangers as well you notice ever since Van Bronckhorst come in these the full backs Barisic's performances yeah, have went up a level he's, he, he's got he's better to have been, I've noticed it as well with Tavern here they, they seem to have been told to be more disciplined and under Gerard, you know how good he, he, the deliveries and the full the bombing on fullbacks that was just his style of play. But it seems to be with Van Bronckhorst, they realising the the wingers to give him more width. And as Stephen mentioned, Sakal was excellent, really good assist for Morelos's goal. And Kent, you see a lot more of Kent getting wider and driving at the fullback and the unpredictability he brings as well is all positive. It just seems a lot more. I know where I'm going back to the, the first training session where we saw that infamous video where Roy McKay talking to Ryan Kent. Keep it simple. That is what they're doing. Like it's it's not this like fanning about for for lack of a better term. They are they're not conceding that first goal. Half the day, obviously, we saw that Hearts had a lot of chances. McGregor had an outstanding game. As did Craig Gordon. There was a couple of really good saves both made. But you just look at it's it is just built from the back. It's more like just. Let's just keep the goal, keep the goals out. Let's not make mistakes. Let's just keep it. I thought Bassi again, but I thought Bassi was terrific. I think he's learning more and more. Particularly, I, I would probably praise Goldson a lot for that more than anyone because he's Bassi's not a natural centre half, but I think Goldson does talk him through the game. Yeah, that's uh, another option as well for Van Bronckhorst. You wouldn't have thought Bassi would be a centre back option. Just looking at like Calander and when he comes back to injury and Balogun, so rotating maybe the two of them. But it seems like he's got another option there. Yeah, definitely. But again, Rangers going to Wednesday night against St. Johnson. They're obviously starting really well under Van Bronckhorst. Steve, would you give a wee mention to Hearts? I Hearts gave us a bit of credit. I Hearts deserved maybe something out of the game. Um, it's hard to say because I, I, they did have quite a lot of chances and they did they went right to the very last uh, kick of the ball. But um, I think... I don't think you can begrudge Rangers at three points here. I think overall, looking at the game, it was a controlled performance. Every time the ball broke to Rangers, even in their own half, they looked really, really dangerous. The PC Kent, the PC Sakala, the aggression of Morelos, then you had the quality of Rebo supporting it. It was just, they looked really, really good today. Um, and I don't think you can begrudge Rangers at three points. Tough on hearts because... You wouldn't say they played poor, but Rangers were just a level above the day. Lewis, what did you think of Hearts? Think they were unlucky, maybe not to maybe push Rangers and maybe get a goal out of it? They probably could have nicked one. Uh, Kingsley was unlucky with the, the free kick. 
Uh, couple of good blocks the Rangers defenders first first end of the first half. They could have nicked something, but at the same time, the counter-argument, Arfield had a couple of good chances uh, to put the game to bed as well. But no, I thought probably a, just about a fair result, but no, Hearts were definitely, there's positives there. Uh, but it's just, that's kind of created a, a big gap between the top and the third and 12 points or something. So that would maybe, no, say Hearts are going to fall away such because nobody like expects Hearts to go and compete with the old firm in terms of the title special. Uh, but um, no, a lot of confidence they'll still take. I don't think we can be judged on games like that, but it's certainly given ourselves a good showing and we could have nicked a goal out of it, but uh, there'll be bigger games to come and definitely hearts, I can see them cementing that third spot. They've been, they've been really impressive. Yeah, I mean, Rangers as well, obviously. That's uh, Hearts' first defeat of the season at Tynecastle. As we say, difficult place to go. Rangers have done it well. We'll go to the final game of the weekend in the Premiership. Celtic today, a 1-0-1 over Motherwell. Stevie, I'll come to you. Obviously, you're probably buzzing at that result, but we'll get into the, the injury problems later on, but it was a big win for Celtic. I, mean, I know it was depleted. The squad's depleted. There's a lot of injuries, but that was that was a big one. That was, was that could be a big one. That was a huge one. Um, it was a, quite a feisty game. A lot of challenges going in. Um, uh, and the goal itself, the goal was a quality a quality training ground routine and Aye. a great project. Roderick's found this new wee bit of form it's just sense. I think he just needs a manager that believes in him he's a confidence player and if his manager believes in him he's he's, he's unreal he really is he plays in that in the wee gaps between midfield and attack that it's very difficult to pick up do you lie a defensive midfielder on him and then sacrifice the ball or do you push your centre halves up maybe then you're susceptible to the ball in behind you. So, no, they, they started the game really well. few chances, but Motherwell had a, a right good few chances as well. They could have got a goal. And Joe Hartford had an unbelievable double save as well. Yeah, Definitely. So, Before we get, we'll bring Lewis in as well. Forrest off today with injury. Furahashi's obviously been out. I think he's going to be all right for where Akira's going to be all right for Wednesday night. That's possibly a massive bonus for Postacoglu. Do you worry about the squad depth with that, the amount of injuries that's taking place? And could do we, do we think that's is, it's maybe just down to that lack of squad that's maybe screaming out more that these players are, there's a few big, big masses in the squad, Stevie? It's, it's, I mean, Jot is a huge player for Celtic. He's yeah. massive. I mean, the confidence he brings to with the other players as well, because when he's on fire, then people double up on him, it leaves spaces for other players. And it's, Losing him out of the team is a massive, massive blow. Um, Kyogo, hopefully, is going to be fit for Wednesday night, but they definitely need to do something. January can't come quick enough. They really need to get bodies in and quality bodies as well because there's no point in just padding out the squad with the same old kind of type of player. We need to get a good bit of quality in, even if it's just to support the guys that are there now and struggling a wee bit fitness-wise um, because um, if you're measuring squad depth against each other I would say the Rangers have obviously got a deeper more impressive squad when it comes to what you can bring on off the bench um, so don't get me wrong there's a few right good young boys um, playing with Celtic now but even when Forrest went down today I couldn't believe it man it's 17 minutes into the game he's no long back for a long injury as well so hopefully he's no I, I, thought, it was weird. I thought it was weird what Postal Collier came out and said after the game he said he wasn't 100% fat but he felt he'd be fine like 
I know, I know he made maybe a bad gamble with Kyogo on uh, Thursday night, but yeah, it's it's a massive period and it's a massive period. To, particularly if you got a small squad, it's a massive period to keep your your best players fit. And I would say Forrest was Forrest is probably one of Celtic's most important players because he's one of the main, the men who's been there and done it. And Celtic need that big game experience right now, particularly. Get ahead of this massive Christmas period that's coming up, particularly that second of January game and that cup final. He's one of the he's one of the rare dependable guys in that squad. He's always turned up in the big games and he's always put in big performances and he always scores important goals for Celtic. Yeah. So I mean, the fact that he's struggling as well, it's, it feels like a lot of the creativity is going out of the team with Jota and Forrest and I mean Roger was out for a spell there as well. So I mean we want to get all these guys back because we all the guys fit. Who knows what kind of team he's going to put on the park because it could be it could be something sensational, you know what I mean, going forward. But I guess a lot of Celtics problems have been at the back as well, haven't they? Yeah. I mean, I don't know I mean, with Big Julian, I don't know where he's disappeared to. Nah, he's due back. I mean, I've heard he's back in kind of short-term training. Lewis, what was your thoughts on Celtic today? Another big result for Ange, keeping that run going that they've been on. Obviously not lost a game in the league since September. Yeah, uh, really important to obviously keep pace with Rangers at the top. Uh, without a recognised striker, it was always going to be tough because Mullo, there are no mugs, and obviously Graham Alexander's got them set up, hard to beat. Uh, they're always going to give you a game, but I thought Celtic, they deserved the win. Uh, so they, they went with Turnbull, I think, predominantly kind of that false nine role. Obviously, Rod, Rogic supporting, he did really well. Turnbull, you could see. He's kind of a flair player. I can understand why Postacoglu went with him through the middle. Uh, but you can tell he was kind of reluctant that he's not going to make the runs that Kyogo would make on the last man in behind. He's he, it just a big loss when Kyogo's not playing. He just offers such a dimension to Celtic. Uh, but Turnbull, he was, he was kind of dropping deep to get on the ball, which obviously leaves the, the kind of space in behind the back four where no one's filling the gap. But it's a good, it's a good one to get. It's a good game to get out of the way. Such with, with players missing, you mentioned there, like Kyogo should be back for them uh, in midweek for Ross County. Uh, so he'll be massive, of course, getting back, especially ahead of the cup final as well against Hibs. Uh, I'm although as well, they, they were really good. They could, uh, there was a good shot for a penalty as well, and what I think the flag ended up going up as well, side right. and. I don't, I don't actually see whether he was or not, but I still think they've done well under the circumstances. And as you've sort of mentioned about Forrest, I know it's just the last thing Postacoglu needs. And uh, obviously, we've got on the sidelines at the moment as well. Yeah, I mean, that's a massive win for Celtic, but you've got that wee nagging doubt as the, are the injuries beginning to build up. Sunday's a massive game for Celtic, obviously, and Hibs will touch on that. At the, we'll do a wee preview later on in the show. But again, Celtic, the main thing Celtic are doing now is obviously keeping pace with Rangers. They're getting those results. They're getting a lot of confidence going. You can see see it sometimes. Celtic play magnificent football. It's so good to watch at times. You can see just that. I thought I thought particularly again. We, you touched on Aribo there earlier. I've been one of the players of the season. Carl McGregor at times has been unplayable. I thought particularly he's just he's took to that captain captain say like a duck to water. He's just leading that team. He's driving them forward. I think McGregor's a big player. But again, it's been another exciting weekend in the Scottish Premiership. Let's get into the other three leagues. We'll touch on them quickly. We'll go into the championship. Stevie, your former club, Kilmarnock, another defeat against Wraith Rovers. 
That's why Wilson's not on. He's actually so upset about Kilmarnock's result. He's number one club that he's not on the show. Stevie, Kilmarnock, you've got to be concerned, though, about how how it's fallen down. That's We get sent a three thing. They've only taken four points from 24 against the other four teams in that top five. That is massively concerning if they want to go and win that league. Yeah, I, I don't know what's happening there just now. Um, I fancied them very strongly to come straight back up. Um, and I just... It's, it's worrying times for Kilmarnock, it really is, because I can see if they have another se- couple of seasons in that championship, you can see the support dwindling, you can see the money going away, and before you know it, they're just a kind of languishing club. You really need a team like Kilmarnock back in the, the Premier League, because um, I think a high-flying Kilmarnock brings a, I mean, they'll bring a, a right good support, you know what I mean? Even against some of the kind of so-called minnows in the Premier League, you're still going to get your six, seven, possibly 8,000 supporters, whereas now it's really, really worrying times. I just hope they can get their act together, maybe get through this wee bad, bad, uh, bad patch just now and kind of turn a corner Christmas New Year-ish because um, they really need to get their finger out if they're going to, going to make a push for promotion. I've, read, I've seen a lot about the things about Tommy Wright and things like that. Is, is he the man to take them forward? I think He's obviously, the, he's obviously there last season when he went down and whether you can put the blame on him, I don't necessarily go along with that, but you've got to, I think it's a it's a massive concern because they're not playing good football. I think sometimes if you're, if you're not getting the results but the performances are there, you can maybe get away with it, but it's just a lot of reports, Wilson in particular have said it's not good to watch and it's, you've got teams there like Inverness and Arbroath and Partick Thistle who are scoring goals and have that in the locker. Tommy Wright's built that squad literally for scratch. He doesn't have that Kyle Lafferty now who's going to dig them out a hole. No. He needs, he needs to find, it needs to, they need to pick it up quickly or they could be in trouble. Just sounds like he's put, he's trying his best to put together a team and it's just not working out for him so far. I mean, you, there's a lot of kind of trial and error with it, I guess, when you're putting a team together because you kind of sometimes try to fit square pegs and round holes and just to get through maybe an injury situation or maybe you've not got the right player at the club at that time but he really needs to do something to get them performing because um, they're a mile off at the now they really are Lewis what's your thoughts on Kilmarnock are you a bit concerned for them? I would be uh, especially last two results against teams round about them uh, I mean it's such a tough league the championship as every year it was always going to be a big a big ass for Kilmarnock. Uh, they probably expecting them to come straight back up, but it's not as easy as that. It's such a competitive league. So many teams just take points off one another. But I, I mean, I've heard a few saying for Tommy Wright, his time might be about up. I'm not sure what kind of names or who Kilmarnock would go to to try and kind of turn things around. But it's no, they're not in a terrible position. It's a couple of bad results, but I think it, they've, they have lost like over the last five, maybe, but it's still, I mean, it was a great start to the season for Kelly. There was a, a confidence, as you mentioned there, they haven't been great to watch, but they were getting the results at first, yeah. but now it's a case of they've not been good to watch and the results are matching that as well. Uh, but especially with losing against Inverness and then now Wraith, uh, and that's only going to give them confidence to go to push up further and I uh, command that now kind of need to get those results out of their mind and 
get back to winning ways as quickly as possible. Uh, it's it's concerning for them, but a long way to go. Inverness, we had a big win over Morton 6-1. Our both beat Partick 2-0. There was a 3-3 draw between Dunfermline and Queen of the South, and Ayr obviously drew 1-1 with Hamilton on Friday. Stevie, who was your result of the weekend out there? It's got, probably got to be Inverness, hasn't it? Oh, it's got to be Inverness. I was reading uh, Billy Dodge slaughtering the Morton facilities. Did you see it? Nice. He said they get put in a porta cabin with no lights, no toilets, no heating. He <laughs> said that you wouldn't put vermin in there. No, he's getting them pelters. Eh? But it's a, that's a massive result. Obviously, I know Morton are struggling at the bottom now, but to go away in any league, to win away from home, especially on a uh, a pitch that like that, that's it's no the best. It's a massive one for them, and they they seem to be flying now. Aye, when we move into League One as well, there's a few big results in there. Cove Rangers beat Falkirk 3-0. Falkirk, obviously, a new manager that's come in during the week, uh, Rennie. That was, I think, is it Gordon Rennie or Stuart Rennie? I forget. Stevie, you'll know. Martin, thank you. Martin Rennie, sorry. Martin Rennie, Gordon Rennie. Rennie McIntosh. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Rennie, obviously, untested in the in League One. We apologise to Falkirk fans that are watching the show for forgetting your manager's name. But... Stevie, that's a big job as well. He's going in there. I think we've seen the problems they've got. That's a massive job, especially for someone who's not been so much in Scottish football in a coaching facility in the past few years. It's, a, it's another big, big club um, kind of languishing just now. Seems to be the clubs coming up from um, the Lowland, the Highland League, all this kind of stuff. They seem to be taking take like ducks to water. I know people's put money, a lot of money into Cove and Kelty and things like that, but I mean, Falkirk are just they're really, really struggling. I've seen the result obviously against Queen's Park the week before as well. Yeah, they exactly. Yeah. Roasted against Queen's Park. So a tough job for somebody in there, a really tough job. I don't know if I think I'd have went a wee, a wee bit more experience Scottish football than that, but how am I? Tell I, them I, who I thought it was tailor made for Brian Rice. I thought all reports where it was Brian Rice, but yeah. Martin Rennie seems to be the, the man they're, they're going for. Lewis, obviously not a, a great start. I don't think Rennie was in charge for this, to be fair. But Cove Rangers, obviously, sitting top of the league, went to the Falkirk Stadium and beat them comfortably 3-0. Cove look rock solid, don't they? I mean, they just look as if they're, they're, get, they're improving every game. Meganson, every week, when you look at that team, that the Cove game, Meganson's got either a goal or an assist. They've just got a, a lot of good players and they're doing well. Aye, uh, well, player of the month for, for a reason. Player of the month, Meganson, yeah. November, uh, Nah, Cole, they're, they're flying, aren't they? Under Hartley, they just look tough to beat, hard to catch, uh, being chased. But I thought uh, the boy, is it Morgan Neal? I've seen a video yeah. on Twitter, he's goal. I don't think you'll see a better goal in Scotland this weekend. I mean, some straight 25 yards for top bag. You don't save them. No, definitely not. We'll go through a couple of other results in League One. Montrose, Graham Webster got a double as they beat Dumbarton 3 1 away. They're now sitting second. Clyde beat Alawa 1-0 and Peter Hedrew 1-1 with Fife. Stevie, it's probably, it's looking like Cove are probably going, up, going to go a bit clear. Obviously, Queen's Park game get disallowed, uh, get postponed due to COVID. Mm-hmm. Cove look good, don't they? Yeah, they look very good. Um, they seem like a very well-run club as well, so they do. I know they've got a, obviously a tough catchment area for players up there with regards to like your Aberdeens, your Inverness, your Ross County and things like that. But they seem to be, they do clever business, Cove. I'm really, really, 
I like the way they go about it, and I can see them. I can see them in the championship. I can see them actually doing well in the championship as well. They could be another Ross County, um, and get all the way up to the Premier. Yeah, we'll touch in League Two as well. Obviously, the a few big results in there. Kelty with the result of the weekend, probably in that league, beating Albion six one at home. They just extended on beating run over Kevin Thompson. Four for Aaron and Shumrar as well. They've all they all picked up big wins. They go into the top four as well. And Sten- Stenhouse Muir do two two Edinburgh City. Lewis Kelly is probably the place to start. They're, as you say, they're the only unbeaten team. Nathan Austin get two, Bobby Biabi get two. They're just they've got all that. They've got a ridiculous squad, particularly in that league, haven't they? Aye, seven seven clear at the top still. Four for well, they're doing well to keep it at that gap. I and mean, they're just brilliant at the moment, aren't they, Kelly? Just a level above in that league. It's just going to be a matter of time. Uh, obviously, early still in the season, but. You just don't expect them to catch them, do you? Kevin Thompson's just got them playing so well and confidence has flown throughout the team. And uh, if, you can, if they manage to keep him, who knows what they can achieve after the end of the season to potentially go up into, into League One. Uh, but I like to have fought for they've got some job in their hands try to, try to keep pace at the top. Just a case of how long Kelty can stay unbeaten for, you'd think. Yeah, I know, definitely, but... Stevie Kelly, obviously, we've, we've touched about a few of the players. Nathan Austin's there, Joe Cardle, Jamie Verjonas, Michael Tidsar. It's, it's just a stacked squad, isn't it? Uh, it's a very, very strong squad. I've, I've seen a couple of their games this season and they look really, really strong. Um, they look a cut above in that league. Um, and uh, again, it's just a matter of time before they get promoted as well. It'll be interesting to see. It's be interesting to see these teams like Kelly and Cove going. They step the step for you see how far where the ceiling is for them because yeah. honestly in Scottish football I don't think I don't really don't think there is a ceiling for them um, in Scottish football because a lot of the teams are very similar and it's kind of minor discrepancies that separate a lot of teams but um, no they're doing very very well and they're backed very well financially as well which is going to see them in good stead. Yeah, definitely. We obviously friend of the show Andy Barrowman's there as well, sporting director. That's a really good appointment for them. Well, touch a wee bit. There's something I want to get your thoughts on before we, we touch on what's coming up this week. Did anybody see the MLS Cup final? <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen the aftermath here. That's what I've got to talk about. <laughs> Former Celtic manager Ronnie Dyla is back in the news and getting his drawers off as New York City, his team, got their result and won the MLS Cup. Stevie, obviously we'll start with you here. Ronnie Dyla, I mean, what a guy. I know. Top, uh, to be fair, by what a guy. Yeah, he's, he's still got strong feelings. that You can take a lot of the stuff he says in the, in the press and things. He's still got strong feelings for the club. And I mean, if I had been patched for a club, I don't, I don't know if I'd be feeling the same way as he does, but he's, he seems very genuine in his approach. And don't get me wrong, a lot of his ideas were good. It's just it was a wee bit... Um, Hard for him to get them across, I guess, to the t- the squad that Celtic had there at the time. But no, I wish him the hundred percent success because he seems he seems like a seems like a great coach and he seems like a brilliant guy to be playing for. Yeah, I mean it's it's good to see him obviously get winning with with New York City the MLS Cup. It was good to see everything that that he done. I, I think he's he's one of these guys that no matter who you support, you you do take to him. It's similar, I think, with Ange. You just you do have that kind of breath of fresh air variety feeling with them they just you know something about them you just like Lewis Perfect, did you see Ronnie Dyla? I've seen clips here I mean it's just him he's just a character he just 
I mean, you see his actions with Celtic now. The Celtic fans loved him, but yeah. Steve maybe like too big a club, kind of too big a club for him at the, the wrong time type thing. But I, a lot of folk take to him. You can see why he's. He seems like a really good guy to be around, and I fair play to him. It's a really big achievement. He was quite emotional after it as well, and rightly so. Yeah, definitely. We'll get. We'll just announce the players of the month before we get into talking about the weekend. The Premiership was won by Joe Aribo. Billy Mackay won for Inverness for the Championship. David Goodwillie for Clyde in the League One. Ewan O'Reilly for Stenhouse Muir in League Two. Lowland League was Jack Stainwell of East Kilbride. Tegan Browning won the SWPL One. And Lisa Swanson from Kilmarnock won SWPL Two. We'll just go through the West quickly before we move on. Then the Premiership, Alex McWaters of Colburnley just beat Brian Boylan to win that award. George Grierson's the manager of the month for the West West and in the Conference A, Kyle McAvoy of Mary Hill, Scott Anson of Canvas Lang won the Conference B award, and in Conference C, Avaris Bembo of St. Anthony's won that award. So congratulations to them. We'll touch on what's coming up this week, and we have another busy midweek in Scottish football. Hibs played in D at Easter Road. Will we just get a prediction around the table? How's that going to go, Stevie? Will Hibs bounce back and get a win against D at home? Um, I think it. I, do you know? I think it's going to be a high score. The way Dundee are scoring now, and obviously the way they're leaking goals, um, you don't know what Hibs are going to turn up. This is a problem because you could have the Hibs that just stink the place out, or you could have the Hibs that beat Rangers in a cup final. You just really don't know. But if if Hibs turn up, I'm going to go for something like four two Hibs. Yeah, big scoring game. Lewis, what have we got? Hibs Dundee. I do a, a score predictor on my pals, so I wouldn't want to disclose my score, but I suppose I, oh, I, I, suppose, I suppose I better do it. Uh, no, nah, I think uh, as good as Dundee were offensively the weekend, they were quite poor at the back. I think Hibs will bounce back in front of their own fans, in uh, front of David Gray. Uh, I think Hibs will just sneak out. I'll go 1-0. Go I think Hibs will bounce back well. I think Hibs are going to have a massive boost going into the cup final. I'm going to go 3-1 Hibs, so that's basically all I went for a Hibs win. Rangers and Johnson, I'll kick off. I think Rangers will keep their run going. 4-0 Rangers, I think. I think Rangers will just, right now, they're beginning to hit that gear and I think St. Johnson are really struggling at the moment. So I'll go Rangers with a comfortable win. Lewis, what have we got? Rangers and Johnson? Uh, I, I think Rangers will continue on. Uh, they're good form. Can't see too many. So we're going for, Rangers. what was the score there you said, sorry? Sorry, I've got it there. 3-0, uh, sorry. 3-0. Stephen, what have we got? Rangers and Johnson. I would agree with Lewis. Uh, three, I, I would go for 3 0. Can't see St. Johnson causing any problems at all. And it'll just be one of the Madrid games where Rangers get their tails up early doors and it's, it'll turn into an exhibition match once they get the third goal. Celtic go to Dingwall to play Ross County, Stevie. Will Celtic win? Yep, it'll be a doing. 3 0 away win. I, I'll, I'll, I agree with you. I think Celtic win comfortably. I'll go 3 1. I think Ross County will score. Lewis, what have we got? Will Celtic beat Ross County? I think I think the one just a, a case of how many. I've, I don't I don't know if I can see County nicking a nicking a goal. Nah, go away two and Celtic. Very good. We are obviously going to do. We'll be doing a Scottish a Scottish League Cup final preview show on Friday. That will probably drop on Friday morning. So we're going to have a busy obviously weekend coming up. We'll also have the final episode of the Scottish Football Show extra coming up with Rutherford Glen Cairn before that goes on a break for the season. And there's another busy week of Scottish football ahead, so please stay tuned for that. Stevie, Lewis, we're going to wrap up the show there. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you both on. Thanks for joining us. Yes, thanks very much.
Brilliant. Thank you very much to everyone that's tuned in. Please subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels and follow us on social media. Thanks very much, everyone. We'll see you soon. Cheers.